All right, welcome to episode three of the Hipster Baseball Podcast. We're your host. I am the DeCarlo Silky Smooth Callaway, along with Dorian, the bearded one, a.k.a. the Latin Jesus. How are you doing today, Dorian? I'm very good, a.k.a. AKA the happiest baseball player in all of America because my Atlanta Braves are in a National League Championship Series, leading two games to none in a best of seven series against the powerhouse LA Dodgers. And the Tampa Bay Rays are on the verge of sweeping the cheating Houston Astros from the American League Championship Series. So that would set up a beautiful World Series for everybody. Tampa Bay Rays against the Atlanta Braves. Well, we're going to talk more about Dorian's happy days, but also possible dilemmas today. But first, they're going to welcome you guys back you know we're moving forward it's nice to be able to sit back and talk with you guys about baseball and especially the national league and the american league championship series but of course before we get started speaking to all you hipsters out there we're gonna start discussing what we're drinking today so first and foremost let me post the dorian what are you drinking today today i'm drinking twinnings english breakfast tea I made it with a pinch of raw sugar cane because the white sugar is very unhealthy for you and a splash of 2% milk. Now, you're going to ask yourself, why in the world are you drinking tea? What's wrong with you? You traitor, you red coat. Listen here, Patriot. (laughs) Before you throw me into the Boston Harbor, let me explain to you why I'm drinking tea. Now, tea is an important is an integral aspect of baseball's sporting cousin called cricket which cricket comes from england and when you're in your when you're playing in a test match which is basically a series is what we would call it here in the us a, a test match of cricket they have breaks in between play so they have a, they play for 2 hours then they have a lunch break then they play another 2 hours and then they have a 20 minute 20 minute tea break and the tea, the tea interval was actually invented by Australians, not by the English. And tea was taken because it has some caffeine, but not as much. But not as much. And the Australians invented drinking tea in between cricket matches. Um, I'm sorry, in between intervals of play in the 18th century. So for the Australians, it was an early proto sports drink. So now people obviously drink Gatorade, Powery, whatever, but tea was the 18th century version of a sports drink. So that's why I'm drinking a Twinnings English breakfast tea. Mm, really good choice of tea, uh, the way I like Twinnings myself. Um, today I am doing something a little bit harder. I am drinking uh, scotch on the rocks, Talisker scotch, 10 years age, single malt at the moment. Um, had a kind of hard day. So I think a good way to be able to do that is uh, drink something a little bit harder, but also still kind of nursing the loss that my Yankees undertook to the hands of the Tampa Bay Rays. So yes, that's still sad. But we're both we're both celebrating the greatness of British culture by drinking scotch and drinking English tea. Yes, but please do because not the English feather us. It's actually we're actually celebrating colonialism. Joke, people, please. No, we don't need any social justice warriors here. It's a joke. The English yeah, colonized not. Scotland. The English colonized China and India, where tea comes from. So we're here celebrating delicious um, things to drink. And, and don't, don't forget to follow. Our listeners can also join in on this drinking. If, uh, you know, please go ahead and go on to our Twitter handle, which is at HBP4040. Tweet us a picture of you drinking your favorite alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink while watching a playoff game 
and we'll retreat the best pictures. Uh, use the hashtag HPP drink. Yes. So let's get into it, man. So we are deep within the NLCS and ALCS. So last week we were making predictions and now it's practically, you know, one series with the Rays and the Astros. You got the Rays three games up. Astros totally showing their colors as a cheating team. And then in the NLCS, we got the Braves to none on top of the Dodgers. But currently, it's not looking so good because it's the top of the first inning and the Dodgers are winning six to nothing. So before we kind of go into the depressiveness of this current game that's taking place, let's just talk about the games that have already transpired looking at the ALCS and NLCS. So what are your what are your thoughts on the ALCS so far and how the Rays are really um, putting it to the Astros? What are your thoughts? We, I'm, I'm surprised that the Tampa Bay Rays have taken the first three games against the Houston Astros and they're, they're one win away from going to the World Series. The, one, a couple of impressions. The, the star pitcher from the Tampa Bay Rays, Blake Snell, he had he did his best Neo from Matrix impression in game one. Uh, he he didn't do that. He actually did pretty well in that game. He ended up pitching five innings. He gave up uh, six hits and only one run. But the Astros loaded the base on loaded the bases on Blake Snell twice, and they could not break through. That's been the story for the Houston Astros this whole series. It's not that the Astros, excuse me, that the Rays have dominated the Astros. The Astros have not had clutch hitting, and that's why they've lost three consecutive games. Uh, I, I'm surprised at that, I, but I love that whole Blake Snell was basically Neo from the Matrix. Another thing that's impressed me is the the defense, specifically of Willie Adamas, the Dominican shortstop from the Tampa Bay Rays. He's he's really underrated. Adamas is the heart and soul. He's the energy of that Tampa Bay Rays. If you watch any of these Rays games in the playoffs, he's always the one that the television uh, channels, whether it's TBS, FS1, Fox, they're always micing him up because they love to hear what he's telling his teammates, like Joey, w uh, Joey Wendell, and, or he's just talking smack to the, the opposing uh, teams. Um, I'm, I'm loving the way that the, that the Rays are playing defense. Uh, I have other thoughts, but what about you, DeCarlo? I got to say the Rays are playing really good defense. And, uh, yeah, the Astros are not coming through when they have runners in scoring position at all. There's been multiple times where the Rays pitchers have been able to stop them or they've just hit into hitting it right to their fielders, like right there. And then you can't really take away from the fact that the Rays are just playing amazing defense because they're jumping in and grabbing balls left and right and making um, – you know, spectacular highlight reel type of plays in the outfield and the infield and just really stopping them. It just shows like right now that the Rays truly and clearly want to get this series done with and are showing like, hey, they're not, they're a force to be reckoned with at this point and they're not playing any games. They got solid pitching, their defense is hidden. When they need to just pop in runs, they're able to do that. They're hitting the long ball when it's necessary, but also just driving in runs by actually making those clutch hits um the astros unfortunately on the other end of the spectrum we got to talk about jose altuve's yips man like the dude has 
in two games, he has three errors and all the throwing errors. Well, mind you, this man has not thrown like in 2017. You remember him throwing the last batter out for the Astros to win the World Series, and now he's just throwing them all over the place. And I think that that's really causing that's a, a cause for concern. Is just thinking about the mentality of the Astros currently in this series. Are they are they truly up for it or? Have they really been kind of impacted? Or is just the rigors of the whole season, the year, and everything starting to take hold of them? I, I honestly purposely don't think that they're going to be able to, to claw out of this series. I think the Rays have just dominated too much. And um, I don't even think that they'll be able to just get a win. I really think the Rays are going to sweep them. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Of course, if we remember, um, you know, there there's always been bad times where – players like you know if we go back to the was it 2004 <laughs> world series well no alcs where the red sox clawed back from three nothing to win so it is possible it has been done in history but still the odds are against them yeah the, and to any to all fans whether when you're listening to this you're a casual fan you're a hardcore baseball fan or you're a fan of uh, men with beautiful voices either way everybody go online and look at the highlights for game three of the tampa bay tampa bay rays and houston astros it's all it is is just going to be it's going to be like a five minute highlight of that like DeCarlo said the amazing defense that the rays played and it's like highlight stuff it's stuff that you would see on sports center or your, your social media page, it's just one highlight after another. And then that's when you start to appreciate how exciting baseball can be. I mean, the, Major League Baseball is so just package that highlight and just spread it out over the great nation that is social media around the world because that's an incredible thing to see. And you were saying earlier that the Astros are probably going to get swept in four consecutive games. For me, the, 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 opinion, the, the nail in the coffin was last night, game three, 13th of October, the bottom of the seventh, George Springer, the tremendous leadoff hitter for the Houston Houston Astros, hit a really good ball to the right field. And then the right fielder from the Tampa Bay Rays, Hunter Renfro, he sprinted and he caught it. He caught a diving, again, a highlight number like 30 for the Rays defense that, that night. And Springer took his helmet off, his batting helmet off, and slammed it because when I saw that, I just saw that as the collective frustration of the entire Houston Astros lineup because they they can't they can't buy a hit. They everywhere that they hit the ball, the Astros, uh, the Astros, the Rays defense is there. And I think that with that, their shoulders go down. It, it's it's over. You're right. I think tonight, Game Four, the 14th, it's gonna it's that's it. I mean, the 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 the, the Rays are in the World Series in all but name. Yeah. So. Now we got to look at the Dodgers and the Braves. So currently, as as we're recording this, it's still the top of the first, and the Dodgers are winning seven to nothing. Um, but the Braves have a two nil advantage in the series against them. So, what are your thoughts so far on this series? Hey, don't 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 pollute our beautiful podcast with any more Britishness. Okay, it's not two nil; it's two two zero. I'm teasing you. The, the uh, I've obviously I've been very happy the Atlanta Braves have taken the best team in 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 all of baseball this this year. They've taken them down two consecutive games, and I think they, they were the 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 people the, the talking heads on the news were saying that the Dodgers have only lost two games in a row. I think once or twice this whole past year. This is, it's a great team, but 
the, the, the Dodgers haven't, haven't been able to touch so far, with the exception of, of game three, which is being played right now. The Dodgers haven't touched the Braves. In game one, the Braves won 5-1. In game two, last night on the 13th of October, the Braves won 8-7, which is an incredibly misleading um, scoreline because the Braves are up 3 5-0, 6-0, 7-0. It wasn't until the very, very end when the Braves manager, Atlanta Braves manager, Brian Snicker, brought in. He didn't bring in his top guns to close the game out in the final, to get the final three outs. He brought in some guy that hasn't pitched the entire playoffs because he was so confident that we don't need to burn my top guys and just get them out. And unfortunately, that guy, uh, Green, he didn't, he didn't produce and he gave up, I think, three or four runs, which made the score a lot more nail-biting than, than frankly what it should be because the Dodgers didn't touch them at all. One thing I do want to highlight is the Atlanta Braves left fielder, Adam Duvall. He's, he's been injured. He, had, uh, he has, has an oblique injury. And he was going to be one of my nominees for a segment we have later in the podcast, which is grow a beard and go into hiding. I mean, he's had a terrible playoffs. He's hit 100. His batting average is 100. What that means is, theoretically, you go up to bat 10 times, you got one hit. You go up to bat 100 times, you get 10 hits. Obviously, I'm exaggerating because as a playoffs, there's a lot smaller sample sizes, but he hasn't been good at all. He had 20 at-bats as playoffs in three rounds. He struck out 11 times. That's like 51, 52%. Yeah, and he had, an OPS, he had an OPS of 443. And it was like, okay, what is? we had talked about this a few weeks ago. What is OPS? OPS is just your on-base percentage plus your slugging. A good OPS is around 800. Adam Duvall has an OPS. OPS of 443, half of good. It's it basically terrible, but he's not a terrible player because in the 2019 playoffs, he had an OPS of 879, which is very, very good, very decent. So what's his injury? He has an oblique injury. We've heard that before. And you're asking yourself, Dorian, do men even have obliques? Of course they do. Everybody has obliques, okay? What happened? Okay, so an oblique injury happens when... An internal oblique muscle tears from one of the four lower rib, rib cages, from the, one of the four lower ribs or a coastal cartilages. That sounds incredibly painful. And that's why he's out for this series and potentially the World Series. It, it, it takes months to recover that. That it, when I, uh, can I, Let me can I just catch you in because <laughs> Max Muncy hit a grand slam. So, to, so it's 11 nil on the first inning right now. <laughs> It's just numbers. So <laughs> not only see for any of you medical students out there, you don't have to go, you don't have to go to read the New England Journal of Medicine. I got all this, all this information from the American Journal of uh, Rentonology. And what in the world is Rentonology? It's the study of uh, radiology. But I don't know what I was saying here. The point is yeah, that we're I, here I would, I would to share with don't you. Listen to me, don't take medical advice from Dorian, please. Don't. Otherwise, you might get really hurt. And then, so don't because the, I, we don't want to get sued anyway. <laughs> so Adam Duvall hasn't had a good postseason. Unfortunately, he got injured a terrible injury, ripping a muscle from one of your ribs. It's gross. It's awful. You know, God bless him, and I hope he recovers well for the 2021 season. But I, I didn't see it as that bad of a thing because he just hasn't been playing well. So. Um, hopefully with him out of the lineup, which has been a black hole, uh, we'll be fine. And then uh, I had said earlier about Blake Snell performing a Neo from Matrix-like performance. The Dodgers in, in, the, in game two, they left, the, they left the bases loaded in the bottom of the third inning against the Atlanta Braves rookie pitcher, Ian Anderson. Uh, 
you can't be doing that. It's it's almost like the Dodgers and the Astros are playing the same game. Like they have very well, good teams. They put the men Dodgers on base. Are doing that now. They just hit a grand right. Slam. But this is game three. But what I'm saying is, the first two games they haven't. They they've seen they've seemed lifeless. I saw them on television, and the TV broadcast for the for the first two games have almost exclusively shown the Braves dugout. Those young guys are high fiving each other. They're joking with each other. This seems like so much energy with the Dodgers. They're just like blank. They don't. They don't look scared. They just looked surprised, and that's probably the reason why three games into the series, they're like, "Wait a minute, we have to take this seriously." I've just been surprised that the te- you know, trademark best team in baseball in 2020 have come out with zero zero energy. Yeah. Well, how much do you think you could attribute to the this pace of the playoffs right now, where they're playing practically every single day? I mean, it's not, it's not affecting the Rays. It's not affecting the Braves. They're bouncing up and down all over the place. And like I said earlier, TV loves Willie Adamas. Uh, TV loves Ronald Acuna Jr., the center fielder for the Atlanta Braves. That has nothing. The Dodgers and the Houston Astros are not playing any different schedule than the two teams that they're facing. They just didn't believe that they'd get punched in the mouth like this. I mean, that's exactly what the Braves have done. Yeah. They've responded so far. I mean, you know, I, comparatively comparing to the ALCS, the NLCS, I definitely wouldn't think the Dodgers would fall back and capitulate after going two nil down. So, I mean, they've definitely responded. Leave me alone with my little English intricacies. My goodness, man. My God, let me speak with my little idioms here. Anyway. So, uh, (laughs) but yeah, they've definitely come back pretty hard in the first inning, but as we've seen so far within these playoffs, it isn't a sure thing that they'll walk away with the win, especially being that they tallied up these runs in the first inning. So, you know, when it gets down to bullpens and if they get a little bit, you know, complacent, the Braves would definitely be able to bloody their nose up if they, if they can come back. But that is a pretty big ask, 11-0 again <laughs> in the first inning. But so far, man, I think out of the two series, this is probably going to be the one that's going to be the most contentious because even though the Dodgers did look lethargic in the first two games, I think it could be a play on exhaustion, but also just – a level of we got it you know when people are telling you the best team in baseball for 2020 and you feel as though you're rolling along you come across a younger team a younger Braves team you think you're going to probably wipe the floor with them but of course numbers don't really dictate the the direction or the end result of a series it's all going to be about performing on the field and the Dodgers need to step it up and you know, I, I really hope they do because I want to see a good match. But if they don't, that would potentially put two teams that you root for in the World Series. And I'm really curious to, to see how you, that would impact you because, you know, currently I, I know our listeners, they can't see us, but I could, I'm sitting here talking with Dor- Dorian right now and he's wearing a Tampa Bay Rays hat. And, and usually he, he rotates between the Braves hat and the Rays hat. So it's going to be really interesting to see the dilemma of, the World Series because you know, let, let if, if you're if you're a fan of two teams like like I'm a fan of one team so if they're in the World Series I only have to worry about that rooting for them but when you got two teams on your back and you're trying to figure so how are you gonna play that one because it could be I, I could just see you cursing yourself out every single other inning. No, I'm I'm gonna quote the legendary American philosopher 
Marlo Stanfield from the HBO show The Wire. <laughs> Quote, that's a good problem to have. That's one of those good problems. Not if you're betting on, not if you're betting money. No, but see, we don't, we, 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 we're not here to help out degenerate gamblers. I'm just here to, to enjoy beautiful baseball. And if two of my favorite teams are playing in, in, in the World Series for the championship, that's, 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 that's one of those good problems. So I have zero problem with that. I'm going to be rooting for the Braves because they're my number one team. But uh, if the Rays win, if, if, if the Braves even make it, but if uh, the Rays win, then good. I miss Cleo time. When we look into our orange, not orange, purple Jamaican Magic 8 ball and have some predictions for the, the American League and the National League Championship Series. So after enjoying some nice jerk chicken, DiCarlo, what, uh, what, are your, what are your predictions for the championship series? Uh, Rays sweep. I'm going to say Braves in six. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. My, mine aren't so much the outcomes. I, you know what we need to start doing? We need to start doing our predictions before the series, and we just tweet them out. Yeah. So now, then we then we can just uh, share it with share with people on the podcast. My prediction has been that the winner, the winning team in every game between the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers would win in a shutout. So far, that is completely wrong. So therefore, I would have lost my money if I was a degenerate gambler and and, and, and betting on it because uh, so that's it because I, not one game has ended in a, in a shutout. So that's that. And then. To revisit Miss Cleo from last week, my prediction was that there was going to be five hit by pitches between the Yankees and the Rays series. And I think there was only two. So I was way off. But again, it's a good thing because that means there was less violence, less animosity. Drama is always good, but not animosity. Mm-hmm. And so I struck out on that. And then my other prediction was that the Dodge with the, the San Diego Padres was was were going to take the Los Angeles Dodgers to the full five games. That did not happen. <laughs> the Dodgers took care of the Padres and they swept them. So, yeah. again, if you're a degenerate gambler, don't listen to me because you're going to get every single bet wrong. So, of course, while we sit here and talk to everybody about baseball, we still have to address and give us give our due to our sponsors. So today, our podcast is brought to you by Montgomery Ward. Remember, things are changing at Montgomery Ward. And I have to say, Montgomery Ward is so amazing. I remember I, I went in there, I bought this huge stereo, nice Sony with a, with a phonograph. So I was able to play my vinyls on it. I used to blast the music so much that my neighbors used to like come and bang on the doors and still do because you know I, I love my sound. I want to be able to have this good music playing and going for your electronics there is always going to be a key thing. Not only that, they don't, only have electronics they have household furniture i bought this beautiful rose in like all rose couch which is filled with flowers and it was just amazing so remember for all of your household appliance hardware store home furnishings montgomery wards things are changing at montgomery wards so back to the hipster baseball podcast De Carlo, do you know it's it's October, it's spooky season. Halloween is uh, like two weeks away, and I have something very very scary to share with everybody who's a baseball fan or fans of sexy voices. And that 
is the news that came out today on the 14th of October that the the ancient one, the immortal Tony LaRussa, 75-year-old Tony LaRussa has been interviewed for the Chicago White Sox managerial position. I'm appalled. I'm shocked. I'm horrified. I have onion, onions uh, uh, hanging around my, or what is it, onions, garlic? I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, beatnik, anything hanging around my neck. This is going to be, this would be an awful hire for the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox, I mentioned this, I think, a week or two ago, probably two weeks ago, because they were in the wild card series. They are a dynamic, young, fun, hugely talented team. They have these young players like the shortstop, Tim Anderson. He was the batting champion, I think, two years ago. They have Nick Madrigal. They have uh, one of DiCarlo's men who he wants to have a baby with, Jose Abreu. (laughs) <laughs> they have Yohan Moncada. Um, it, it, uh, and of course, the Cuban soup, the young Cuban super duper star, uh, Luis Robert. And you want to bring in this guy who has not managed since 2011. It is not, and it's not the fact that he's been out of the managerial game for nine years. It's this man's questionable background. I'm going to share something with you, Carlo. Back in 1998, we went over this last week, actually, in episode two. Tony, Tony LaRusso wanted to ban a reporter from the Associated Press named Steve Wilstein because Steve had the audacity to report that he found in the locker of then home run champion Mark McGuire uh, a bottle of Andro, which is basically steroids. Andro was banned by the NHL, by the Olympic Committee, everybody, but Major League Baseball didn't didn't ban uh, steroids and therefore he and Sammy Sosa and everybody had that huge home run thing all fueled by Andro uh, by Andro steroids and these changing helmets and so Tony and when Wilson we didn't... say steroids we talk about needles in your butt cheek in your left and your right butt cheeks and those yeah. are big butt cheeks so wow <laughs> this is the the guy who didn't denounce and he knew in the late 80s with Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire that they were taking steroids and he was mad that he could he, was just, he wasn't mad at them. He was mad that people were talking about it. Second incident, DiCarlo, in March of 2007, not recently, but still within living memory, Mr. LaRussa was arrested for drunk driving in Jupiter, Florida. He fell asleep at a stoplight. They arrested him. It was hugely embarrassing for him. This is not a man who made a mistake, a simple man like anyone listening or you and I or anything like that. This is a rich in the baseball world, powerful man. Why in the world are you driving yourself around at, I think you got arrested like at midnight or 2 a.m. drinking? You have to do this. You have your own people to drive you around. But I'm going to add one more reason, Carlo, why Mr. LaRussa shouldn't be the the next manager for uh, the Chicago White I'm sorry, the Chicago White Sox. Carlo, do you know why? The third and final reason I don't want this man anywhere near those highly talented kids. Why? Because kids and young adults and hipsters use social media. Take a wild guess what person decided to sue Twitter over a parody account. Guess who sued Twitter over a parody account? Mr. Tony LaRusso. Tony LaRusso. This man who has no, he has no fun. 
he has question he defends questionable people and he made a drinking mistake i don't want him anywhere near these highly impressionable highly talented kids so chicago white Sox. we're gonna come up with a segment where we have something of like on uh where we have where we share our consulting skills that are unwanted to these major league baseball teams so chicago white Sox. Please do not hire Tony LaRusso. No, he's so yeah. Don't hire Tony LaRusso. He's terrible, and you will take your young team backwards. I mean, I say give Renteria one more season. See what he does. They got to the playoffs in an abbreviated season. I don't think anybody should be held accountable at this season. You know, because it's not as though you had 162 games to truly like prove yourself. And no matter what the outcome of this season, there still is going to be a level of asterisk because it's not as though when you look at the NBA that had pretty much played their whole season and then had to go into the bubble to complete the last like quarter of it or the Premier League or other soccer leagues in Europe who pretty much completed their season and just had about like three weeks left to complete. So that's like three games. So it's unfair to sit back and just try to like judge too much of this season on the managers or the players for that matter. And, and it would be, you know, pretty much, it would be a bad move going to La Russa at this point, been out of the game for a while, doesn't know how to take a joke in the age of social media. You have to be flexible. You need to not be a punk and you allowed uh, steroids in the butt cheek, man, in the eighties and in 1998. Bringing us the long ball era. So, eh, wrong, wrong move. On to the next one. So, moving on from people who shouldn't be back in baseball to people who are in baseball but maybe need to go uh, take a little vacation. We're gonna we're gonna move on to our segment. Grow a beard and go into hiding, aka the Federal Witness Protection Program. I, I we're gonna have some overlapping interest here, to Carlo. Mm-hmm. Who are you putting in the paddy wagon to send off to Alaska? Oh, man, I'm going to have to go with King Yips. Uh, Jose Altuve, second baseman for the Houston Astros, committed two costly errors in game two and another one in game three against the Rays. Not a good time to start throwing errors and catching the Yips, or as I like to call them, the Chuck Knobloks, because if any of you Yankee fans remember our – you know, second baseman who we recruited for the Minnesota Twins, who we brought in for a lot of money towards the latter half of his contract, was not able to throw to first base adequately, and they had to then move him to left field. Um, you know, I don't wish that upon anybody, but unfortunately, it's very difficult to come back from something like that, especially in such a pressurized environment as the ALCS. And, you know, call me somebody who believes in the, uh, in, in karma and divine intervention. But when you cheat, eventually that comes up to you, especially when you cheat in the game of baseball. And, you know, he threw out the final hitter in the 2017 World Series. And unfortunately, he can't throw out a single runner or a hitter currently in the ALCS. So Altuve, throw that beard, go to Nebraska. Mr. Altuve, Jose Altuve, don't worry. You will know you're going to have company and you're going to know the man who's going to who's going to uh, march off with you into the Federal Witness Protection Program because my nominee this week for to grow a beard and go to the hiding 
is his teammate, first baseman, Yuli Gurriel. The, he's Cuban. He's a really good player. But this September, last month, he signed a $6.5 million one-year extension for the 2021 season, which also included a Houston Astro option for $8 million if they decide to keep him for the 2022 season. So he has more money in his pocket. How has he repaid the club? He's hit 125, and he's <laughs> he had an OPS this playoff of 362. A few minutes ago, we we went over the fact that an average player should have an 800 OPS. This man has a, even less than half of being a good player. He has had a horrendous, horrendous playoff, but he hasn't struck out yet. And a soft spot for him is his younger brother is Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who was featured last week or two weeks ago on my I Want to Have Your Baby segment because of Lourdes Gurriel's beautiful hair. He's a left fielder for Toronto Blue Jays. So Yuli, Yuli Gurriel, I'm sorry, we're going to have to pack you off with your teammate and friend Jose Altuve out to grow a beard and to go into hiding. But I still kind of feel for you because your brother is a beautiful baseball player. So... On that note, as we continue into the playoffs, we want to, for one, give a shout-out to Los Angeles Dodgers game two pitcher, Tony, was it, Gonsolin? Gonsolin. Yep. and his love of cats. So he had a shirt TV feature on why he loves cats, and he wears cat T-shirts. So keep in mind that it's funny. Cats can be funny if you guys check out YouTube a lot of the time. They have some pretty good cat videos, and, you know, Sadly, I recently lost a cat of mine that we had for 16 years in my family. So cat people have a dear heart, uh, dear place in my heart. What, what was your cat's name? Misu. Misu, like the soup? Not miso. Misu, oh. like in, in Puerto Rico, uh, you know, a lot of the time people will be like, misu, misu, kind of just misu, like talking okay. to the cats. So, well, yeah. we love cats named Misu. We love cats named Sophie. We love cats named Zoe. We love, we love all cats here and all Pets. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. Remember, our mascots are two parakeets. And you will see a picture of them on our Twitter handle at uh, HPB4040. And we want you guys to start sharing out your photos while you're watching the playoffs with your pets. So we want – send us your photos, and we will retweet the best ones. So remember, hit us up at, at HBP4040 using the hashtag HBPPets. HBP. B-P-E-T-S. Pets. Any last words, Dorian, you want to send to our faithful viewers? Our faithful listeners, excuse me. We, we, we love doing this. We're, 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 we always have fun. Uh, Carlo and I go, back, go way back. We love baseball. Uh, we love talking. We love awesome music. All the music is composed by DiCarlo. And always remember that you can find us on Spotify. SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast, and DeGarlo, it's election season. So in that, what I'm going to do is ask everyone to spread the word and share this podcast with one person. That's it. Just one person. Spread the word HBP for the podcast of the year. <laughs> yes. And also, while you are going to vote in, if you go in person, or even if you plan on mailing in your ballot... You can listen to the podcast to help pass that time when you're walking to drop your ballot in the drop box, or if you're waiting to vote early or on election day, you can sit back and listen to us 
to keep you company during that time because it's going to be real boring standing six feet away from people while you're doing early voting. So uh, let let us, let us, let us, let us help you, you know, let us help you uh, crack a smile talking about, you know, butt cheeks and uh, cats and, uh, and drinks (laughs) and uh, colonial drinks as well. So thank you for listening. All righty. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you next week.